You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex is happening in the marriage bed. Here are your hosts, Dr. Corey Allen and Shannon Etheridge. This episode is brought to you by CovenantSpice.com, the fun, safe, and affordable way for Christian couples to take their sex life to the next level. Well, once again, Shannon, it's great to be back on air with you and to discuss all things sexy marriage and how people can have the best sex that's going on is in marriage is in the marriage bed and absolutely we keep getting emails that are confirming this fact along with the emails that come in that are having questions or concerns or thoughts that they want that our take on on some sort of subject in their life but here's one that's just quick straight and to the point as far as a, an email that's praising the show and it's I love it because in the simplicity of it it's love your show topics are timely and always helpful may God continue to bless your program thanks I mean there you go well the shortest sta- one we've ever gotten well stated <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to join in and give us any kind of feedback uh, questions comments whatever please do so at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com you can also jump on iTunes and leave a review. Um, if you like what you hear, please give us five stars. That helps us climb the charts. And you can also put comments and everything that we can do to help spread the word that married sex is the best sex going on. That's what we want to have happen. And I think that it's safe to say that we both don't mind the um, dissertation type emails, too. <laughs> when people email us and tell us a pretty elaborate story about how the show has impacted their marriage or a struggle that they're going through that they would like some help with. And so don't feel as if you have to keep your emails to one or two sentences, right. but we appreciate those too. Absolutely. Well, Corey, I am so excited today because we have got a guest on with us, which we rarely ever do, but this one is certainly worthy of our time and attention. We have got Stephen Arterburn. He is the founder of New Life Ministries, and he's the host of the daily radio talk show, New Life Live. He's also the founder of Women of Faith. He's the marketing genius behind the Every Man's Battle series and the Every Woman's Battle series that I got to write alongside he and Fred Stoker. He has had such a long and illustrious ministry career, but the coolest thing is that he's not done yet. At 60 and six kids, he is just getting started. He's got some really great things coming down the pike that we're going to talk about at the end of the show. But most of all, he is a dear friend and colleague. And so, Steve, we just want to say welcome to Sexy Marriage Radio. Well, thank you, uh, Shannon and Corey. Great to be with you. And of course, um, Shannon, you know, I believe greatly in you, and that's why you were chosen to write the female version of Every Man's Battle, the Every Woman's Battle series, and uh, it's exciting to see that you've gone on to to write some other great stuff, and uh, especially in the area of sexuality. Well, thanks loads. We are excited to talk today about one of your newer books called The Seven-Minute Marriage Solution. Talk to us a little bit about the direction that you took with this. And and how many books does this make for you? Like umpteen? (laughs) Umpteen. What is that? (laughs) To to use the word teen, it's like um, hundred. That's funny. (laughs) How many books do you have out there, Steve? Well, I have, um, there are over now nine million books books in print with how many different titles uh over a hundred wow wow you're obviously very passionate about relationships because that's what most of your books are about right that is correct yeah 
And so tell us about the seven minute marriage solution. Why, why this book? Why now? What, what was your goal? Well, I was trying to get people back into the word and back into each other. Um, I really believe in the verse in Ecclesiastes that, you know, a person standing alone can get into trouble, but uh, two's better back to back, but even better than that, three and, and a triple braided cord is not easily broken. And so uh, I try to help people uh, get God into their relationship as the third cord. A lot of times the third cord is pornography or the third cord is work or it's the children. And uh, so I've brought people together for seven minutes a day um, and based on the research by the Center of Biblical Engagement, uh, if you will engage in the Bible four days out of seven, it will change the way you think. It will change the dynamics of your relationship. Uh, it will have an impact on your life the way you always wanted the Bible to have an impact. But in addition to those seven minutes, uh, I've got seven things to start and seven things to stop immediately uh, if you want to experience a better marriage. So Steve, the, the goal of our show is to help couples have sexier marriages. So talk to us about some things that you recommend that couples stop in order to find that deeper level of sexual and emotional fulfillment that they're looking for. Well, um, I think you'd, you'd first of all want to be sure you eliminate uh, the deadly C's of a marriage, and these are words that start with C, uh, trying to change your mate, trying to cure your mate, comparing your mate, and probably the most powerful one, stop criticizing your mate. If you're doing those things, you are putting up tremendous barriers to sexual intimacy. And so talk to us about some of these. How is it that husbands or wives tend to do these things? Well, you know, we have expectations and entitlements. And so a lot of couples uh, or, or members of a couple think they're entitled to more than they have. I call that arrogant entitlement. And, and then on the other hand, we have uh, men that, especially men, that are stubbornly resistant to change anything. And so you end up with one person saying, I'm never going to change. And the other person saying, you have to change and I'm going to change you and I can do it. And so, uh, it's just a big struggle every day in a relationship like that. And you have to get out of that dynamic. If you're going to come together and make love rather than every now and then have sex. Yeah. Well, and it sounds like they're not, or that they're not making love, but instead making war. Uh, it sounds like a recipe for head to head combat there. Yes, I, I think so. And, and so, um, to disarm the combatants, uh, probably the, the most important thing is to stop the criticism, um, and start, um, in, in its place, start affirming your spouse and, respecting what is respectable and express that uh, respect of that person. Uh, and then, you know, you're able to um, 
to connect. And so one of the stopping things is to stop uh, running or stop avoiding uh, your spouse and start connecting with them. Learn about how their day went, what emotions that they experienced, uh, and actually care about what they went through and the emotions that they experienced and express that care. Uh, Because, you know, so many people want new techniques for the bedroom. And, and I'm for that, but if, if you're not um, communicating and connecting and affirming and loving each other and being affectionate, then this, the technique you learn isn't going to be of much value. Right. If their hearts are hardened, you can bet that other things are going to be a challenge. I'll leave that one there. (laughs) Tell us about this conversation that you frequently have with your wife, Misty. You told me that there's some questions that you guys routinely ask each other that I thought were brilliant. Well, um, we will ask, tell me two feelings. Um, She'll tell me a feeling and then, then it'll be my turn. Then it'll be her turn. Then it'll be my turn. And so, uh, she will tell me something that she has felt during that day, and then I will ask her, when do you remember feeling that feeling for the first time? And, and when, um, when she stops and thinks about it, and, and when I stop and think about where I first experienced that feeling, we... Uh, we we gain insight into ourselves, but you know, of course, we gain insight into the other person. And uh, we've gone on some really interesting uh, journeys, uh, emotional journeys, backward to discover how sometimes uh, something that happened long ago is actually the trigger of something that happened today. So uh, it's important that we connect in that way. Then, before we're done, uh, we each give two positive things that we either love, admire, or appreciate about each other. It's so true that so often it's our childhood wounds that, that do get triggered, that basically whatever happens during our day, it's a scab that got ripped off of a very old wound. What a great opportunity to learn about your spouse's childhood experiences. I would highly recommend though that you have a feelings chart because I don't think that we really learned this in childhood, how to express our feelings. We knew what anger was like and we knew what fine was like, but (laughs) beyond that, I don't remember recognizing a lot of different nuances of feelings. Corey, do you find that in your counseling practice too? isn't, Isn't it that, I mean, when you talk about emotions, anger is a socially acceptable emotion. You know, because we understand that, even though it's a really covering emotion, because we're talking and about it feels safe. Of, yeah, and and people understand it. Sadness is one for a short time if it's acceptable. You know, if if some circumstances happened that's a tragedy, well, then you can be sad for a little bit, but it seems to be a time limit to it. And then the other is just happy. That's all you can really express. And so, it is a lot more complex in the sense that we have a whole lot more emotions, and, it, and they they often come out as anger or frustration, but it could be disappointment, hurt, resentment, lots of different things that, that you're talking about, Steve, that, that play out. One of my questions for you, Steve, is when you're talking about 
recognizing these things that you need to stop and then have a chance to affirm your spouse and see the good attributes in them. That's, do you have some tips on how to do that? Cause I can think of the times where you get in the cycle in marriage where, you know, you come home and it's the same conversation. It's the same frustration. And so that's all, you know, we get obsessive over the things we don't like. And, and so how do I stop myself to where, okay, I, I do have good things that I see in her and I need to point those out too. It doesn't mean I, the things are, I'm, I'm upset about aren't important or don't need to still be addressed and work through, but I need to address this other side too. Well, I, I hope that you'll allow me to finish answering the first question that, yeah. that you, you guys asked me and then you went off on this, this, <laughs> this tangent of feelings because I forgot I mean, you didn't let me finish, and I'd like to finish it. Feel, feel free. For Please it. do. And we do it naked in the bathtub. <laughs> well, there you go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, uh, that, that's, that's a real key, is that um, the kids are in bed. It's usually around 9 o'clock, and we're in the bathtub facing each other, and uh, that's in our most vulnerable clothing uh that's when we do this share time so i just wanted to be sure that that okay. little detail was in there that's good because that's what makes it really special yep well yeah <laughs> i have noticed too that whenever you focus on the positive attributes of your spouse that you can call out and affirm it's not just a gift that you give them it's a gift you give yourself because i feel better when I'm complimenting Greg than I do when I'm criticizing Greg. Sure. Right. And if you know that in at nine o'clock at night, you're going to be um, in the bathtub naked sharing with each other and that if it goes well, that that could lead uh, to sexual intimacy, physical sexual intimacy, then throughout the day, you're going to be looking for positive things because you know you're going to have to come up with two if it's going to go well. You're going to be looking for bathtub conversation. That's right. <laughs> that reminds me, somebody asked us, what was the best thing that you ever did for your marriage? I think buying a hot tub was one of the best things that we did for our marriage. And also about a sign that we posted on the fence beside it that said, no skinny dipping alone. And we live by that rule religiously. That's really good. That's, that's fabulous. And I know your children being raised under that kind of attitude have a blossom. Well, they, they, right now they roll their eyes and go, we are not getting in that hot tub with y'all. But uh, I, I do think that it gives them a security of knowing that when they leave home here in the next few months, because we're about to be empty nesters, that they don't have to worry that mom and dad's marriage is going to fall apart because it was built on the kids. We, we have a really rock solid marriage with or without children at home. We are not married just for the kids. So Steve, is there anything else you want to talk about that couples need to stop before we talk about things that they need to start? Well, I, I did want to answer Corey's uh, question about how do you do it? And, and um, you know, I, I think the, the answer is that you look for those things throughout the day and uh, when you're trying to focus on some things to uh, point out that are positive and wonderful, 
um, then you, you know you you have a better day. You're you're looking at the at the bright side, not at the negative. And so I think that's most important. But um, there are other things that you you need to stop. And one of those things that I think all of us on this this radio conversation can relate to is that we need to stop tolerating compulsions and addictions. Proverbs 10.10 says, when you wink at wrong, you cause trouble. And there are people that are living uh, with evil going on in their house. God would never uh, endorse you enabling evil in your home. And so rather than just wink at wrong, um, an open rebuke is what brings lasting peace. And a lot of times we act as if God honors peacekeepers, but God doesn't honor peacekeepers. He honors peacemakers. And sometimes you have to uh, disturb the peace before you can have lasting peace in a marriage. So you need to say you need to get some help for that situation. And the sooner that you say that, the better. And I think that the longer that someone tolerates that type of addictive, compulsive behavior, the harder it is. It's going to be to to really be leverage that moves them toward change. So, yeah, I definitely say the earlier that you can stick a broomstick in the spokes of that bicycle, the better. That's right. Also, I wanted to go back to the whole thing of, of complimenting your spouse instead of criticizing. I thought of a sunflower and how... A sunflower will always follow the sun. It, it literally turns its face toward the brightness of the sun. And so, guys, I want you to envision your wife, that she's a sunflower, and that when you compliment her and you affirm her, even if it's just, you know, wow, thanks for making dinner tonight. I think that you're a great cook. Don't let anybody ever tell you otherwise. You know, that sort of thing. If it's, you know, something about her appearance, if it's something about... Uh, just how hard she worked to take care of the kids that day. Any kind of compliment or affirmation is going to turn her face toward you like the like a sunflower toward the sun. And turning her body toward you isn't so far of a stretch if her face is already turned toward you. But if her if she feels as if you're just a dark cloud who's just calling out her 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 ugly spots and and just criticizing her, then you can bet it's going to be really hard for her to turn her body in your direction. But my guess is is that men are the same way. Corey, what do you think? Yeah, absolutely. Is, is, that I th- men still want to hear that appreciation from a spouse. I mean, that's you know, just that, hey, I, I love what you do here. I love what you provide. I love how you handle this. Or, I mean, those, that's human. I think that's human core as, as the way we are, that we want something to help us feel better about ourselves. And that's, I think that's by design. Yeah, yeah I, think, I think that's true. And uh, sadly, you know, I think uh, a lot of couples really miss this. And one of the reasons that they do is uh, and this is one of the things to stop is to stop seething in anger uh, and resentment. You know, we're told to get rid of all bitterness and anger. And if you're angry about something, uh, then either forgive whatever was done, or maybe you need to intervene and get that person uh, to get help for what it is. Uh, that you're angry about, or maybe you've just 
drug you, you you know from your past relationship you've brought in so much uh anger and resentment from there you need to get some help yourself mm -hmm. to resolve the things that you have brought from the past into the present yeah i remember steve when you and i were doing new life live last week and there was a guy who called in that his wife that he'd been married to for 40 years was doing something that triggered him about what his first wife did like 45 years earlier. And it's like, how long are you going to be mad about what your first wife did to you? Can you not give your second wife of 40 years credit for, I think it was maybe being unfaithful to him or something. He was just so afraid that that, that was going to be the case. It's like, how long are you going to hold someone else's past against your spouse? It just doesn't make sense. Well, that's another thing to stop. And that is to stop obsessing on the past. And it's interesting how many people will um, obsess over a past relationship or marriage, which means that they have, have gotten married too soon because those kinds of issues need to be resolved before you marry somebody. Right. The, that, that wound needs to heal before you move on. Well, speaking of moving on, let's talk about things that couples need to start doing in order to cultivate a sexier marriage. Well, um, to your show specifically, I would say they need to start responding romantically to each other, uh, which means they need to have romance in their marriage. They need uh, to date. They need to uh, nurture each other, but um, they need to respond. Your body is not your own. You're not to withhold your body from your spouse. And so uh, you, you need to begin, if you're not, being a, a romantic responder. And, you know, maybe uh, you're not for the simple reason that um, you're, um, you're resentful. Or you're angry. And so you got to work through that. And you've got to have um, a lot of forgiveness, maybe, uh, going on. But if, if you're not responding to the romantic things in the relationship, then uh, you're going to shut down your sexual intimacy. The, the other thing I'll just mention real quick is, is uh, you need to start embracing friendship and fun. My wife and I, we love to dance. And... Um, and so we'll dance in a mall if the music's right. But in, um, on Friday night, they have a, a dance hall where you go. And if you pay three bucks, you can go early and get a dance class. And I think everybody there would say that all of the women, um, on average, are much better dancers than the men in that dance class where people are just learning how to dance. But it's the man who is called to lead the dance. And, and I think that's kind of biblical, and it parallels the home. Um, you know, most people would say that a woman uh, knows the home and manages the home better than a man can. And yet, God has called a man to lead the home. Well, in the dance, if, if men weren't asked to lead and challenged to step up and be able to lead in the dance, they'd get left behind. The women would get better, and they'd just kind of stagnate. But because they're called to lead, they have to get their act together. And I think that's the way it is 
uh, with men in the home. We're called to be spiritual leaders in the home, which, you know, if you want to spiritually lead, according to the Bible, means you serve everybody. You, you're humble. You, you ask forgiveness before everybody else does. You are the first one up uh, reading the Bible and praying. You're the first one to point to God, and that's your spiritual leadership that you're called to. And, uh, you know, in many, many homes, a woman would be more spiritual, but the man is called to be a spiritual leader. And I think it's just like the dance. If he wasn't called to do that, he'd be, he'd be left behind. Well, and what I've always known to be true is that women will frequently initiate first. It's kind of like if you throw a wrench up in the air, the woman will reach out to catch it first. But so oftentimes she'll look to her husband and say, why didn't you catch it? And he'll say, well, you didn't give me a chance. So women, just because you think of the idea to pray together or read the Bible together or attend worship together, or whatever, that doesn't make you any more the spiritual leader just because you reached out and initiated it first. But I also want to say to the men that it's not just responding romantically to your mate that's important. It's initiating. And Corey, I know that this is kind of one of your soapboxes for men. So give the men some tips on how to not just respond to your wife romantically, but how to initiate romantically. Well, this is that I'll, the whole idea we talk about, Shannon, of just setting the tone for your life, for the atmosphere that, you know, if something's going to happen, you have to go after what you want. And in life, as men, it's real easy to sit back and just kind of wait because, like Steve, you talked about, that if you talk about home life, yeah, it seems like lots of women are better managers of what goes on. And so it seems like, oh, I'll just be one of the kids. But that's not going to turn her on. So No, women to... don't want to have sex with their children. <laughs> no. So you have to set the tone and be something solid that she can – gravitate towards that she can melt into that she can follow i mean that's that's kind of the wiring i think we have and that steve you're talking about that it taking charge of what you want in life is very important and when you're talking about marriage that's very important well it is and you know a, a lot of um, men that complain about their wife not wanting to be sexual um, enough or as frequently as they would like well those men are guilty of not being um, romantic and not doing romantic things and not uh, focusing on the relationship outside of the marriage, which is what they need to do. They need to be uh, the man that stimulates the woman uh, romantically and, uh, you know, kind of calls out that romantic uh, piece of her. But, you know, that's not going to happen. If he's um, not honoring his lifetime vows by um, looking at pornography, looking at other women, uh, and, and the same goes for her. So another thing to start is to really kind of clean up and uh, be a, more specific about the lifetime vows that you've made and to be sure that that includes your eyes and your heart and your brain, not just your body. So immediately I think of men out there who are listening going, okay, I need to be more romantic. I need to focus more time and attention on her exclusively. I need to make her feel special. But what if they didn't have a dad who really role modeled that very well? How can a man learn what it is that a woman wants from him 
romantically. How did you two learn it? Did you, did you guys have dads who were just natural romancers toward your moms? Well, I had a dance, uh, dancing dad and a dancing uh, grandfather. Uh, that's where I got the dance piece. But look, every uh, men's health or uh, muscle magazine usually has an article or two about winning your wife or romancing your wife. But if you, if you, if, I mean, if you got a computer and you Google, uh, how to get your wife to respond romantically, or what are some tips on romance? You, you have thousands and thousands of tips at your fingertip. You just need to want it bad enough to go look for it. Plus, you so just treat it as a research project. Right. You also just type in sexymarriageradio.com and go to the archives. <laughs> there you yeah, go. why not do that? <laughs> sexyradio.com. Because I think it's also, I mean, to your question, Shannon, it's, it's, to me, it's becoming a student of my wife and, and just understanding what speaks to her because she's the one I'm, I'm interested in. I like the idea of, yeah, there's all kinds of just biological kind of tips of men versus women and how women are designed, but how I, I have to hone it with her. And cause we, you know, Shannon, we've talked about in prior, in prior shows of, this idea of constantly pursuing your wife. And one of the great ways you can do it is through the whole idea of sexting, which it's not the photos, but it's the suggestive texts that are real private just between you and your the spouse. flirting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And my the warming wife has, each other up. My wife has come out and told me after, after I did that a couple of times, she's like, you know, that really doesn't do anything for me. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> well, then I will stop that avenue because I'm not going to keep going down a path that's not going to work. So... It's just learning as you go. So it's trial and error, but it's also just being very intentional, like you're talking about, Steve, of how do you how do you learn about your spouse? Well, one great way is what you guys do is get naked, get in the bathtub, and start talking. Yeah. Well, that, that is uh, certainly one way to put it. Yeah, that's what we <laughs> and do. And for those women who are cringing, going, oh, letting him see me naked in the bathtub, Sexy Marriage Radio episode number, Corey will post it on there. You need to get over your body image issues and open up physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, and find that connection that you are longing for. And a great book to help you is The Seven-Minute Marriage Solution by Stephen Arterburn. And also, Steve, speaking of researching and finding tips and tools to enhance your marriage, your relationships, your family, talk to us about TAP TV, this new venture that you have going on with John Klein and Jeff Gaspin. Uh, John Klein being the former president of CNN and Jeff Gaspin being the former chairman of NBC Universal Television. Talk to us about what you three have put together because I'm so excited about it. Well, we're very fortunate. I mean, these these guys are heavyweights, and um, they heard about our radio program, and they decided that we would be the first channel that they would put up on their network that they're creating online. And uh, you can find out all about it by, uh, you can go to newlife.com, but if you want to see some of the powerful uh, segments that you've done, Shannon, you go to tv.newlife.com. It's just that simple, tv.newlife.com. And uh, we have over 200 segments uh, on there, and we've only been doing this about a month. And uh, a lot of that is some really good stuff from you, Shannon. So uh, I want to encourage people to go over there, tv.newlife.com. And um, there are some life-changing segments uh, at that channel. 
And so this is subscription TV. What is it like? Ten dollars a month? It's ten dollars a month. Uh, you get uh, if you sign up for a year, you get four weeks free. If you sign up for one month, you get two two weeks free. There you go. I can't think of a better investment of $10 to impact your life, your marriage, your family, ripple effects for generations to come. What a great investment. Also, I want to mention that Steve and I are partnering together to bring Every Woman's Battle Workshops to life. Now, Steve, you've been doing Every Man's Battle Workshops for the past 10 years. Tell us a little bit about the fruit of that. Well, we've had over 11,000 men uh, come through and and most of those men have responded well. Certainly there are people that didn't take advantage of that opportunity, but uh, we have seen folks who did not want help, did not think they have a problem, uh, leave there and say it was the greatest experience they've ever had in their lives. So if they are struggling with pornography, with any sort of sexual addictions, with extramarital affairs, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, every man's battle is definitely the workshop that you need to attend. Well, we're doing every woman's battle workshop starting this fall. Our first one is going to be October 10th through the 12th. And this event isn't just for women who are swinging too far to the left and acting outside of their marriage, maybe with extramarital temptations or affairs or also, you know, online pornography or chat rooms or whatever. It's also for women who have swung too far to the right and who have shut down sexually, who've kind of worked themselves into their own state of frigidity for a wide variety of reasons. We want to help women find that healthy sexual balance in the middle where they only want to have sex with their husbands, but they're a very interested and motivated sex partner within their marriage. And so you can find out more about Every Woman's Battle Workshops at newlife.com. Correct, Steve? That is correct. Awesome. And that location is to be announced and we'll be setting more dates here very soon. Well, Steve, it has been so great to have you on my show. I've done your show <laughs> dozens of times through the years, but to have you on mine has been an absolute delight. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us and please give Misty my love. Well, um, we will. And um, I just appreciate getting to be with you. You guys keep up the great work because uh, sex is a, a great gift from God, and any kind of insight that can be given, you got my vote. <laughs> that's, I, hey, that's great words right there. I love it. Well, Shannon, you got any parting parting words? Nope, just looking forward to getting in the saddle with you again next week and want to thank all of our listeners. Yeah, so thank, wherever you are, thanks for taking the time out to listen to us. and. Once again, shout out to our sponsor, CovenantSpice.com. If you go there and want to pick up anything for your marriage, type in the word radio in the box before you check out and you get 10% off. And that's just for Sexy Marriage Radio listeners. So thanks for taking the time. We'll see you again next time. Bye-bye.